Hey friends, it's so good to be back. I have taken some time to work on some things in my house that we've had going on. It's been a busy season and my kids are silently sleeping now. My husband's exhausted in bed, but I am up and ready and excited to share what God has put on my heart the last few weeks. I finally got to write it down today and I'm excited to see what God can do through this. I know that this has been such a tender topic for me. Um, We're going to be talking about letting go, but not letting go. And um, we all have those struggles and strongholds in our life that are so hard and they rear their ugly head often or they trigger. And I have them. Um, I've learned to recognize them a lot more. And I just feel that God has really laid something on my heart through an experience that I had. And I can't wait to share it. I hope you'll join me and just see what God can tell us through this message. So we all know the Disney Frozen movie and the song, the famous song, Let It Go right? About Elsa just letting go of her insecurities with her curse and in turn just creating some beautiful ice castles and just stop caring what everyone thinks she should be, right? Let it go is also a saying that we really like to throw out there when someone's worrying or overthinking a bit too much. We'll say, just let it go. I remember a pastor saying once, There's no such thing as the spiritual gift of worry. Man, that one hit me deep. See guys, I care so deeply and so much for others sometimes and I want peace in relationships and I want to please everyone that I had felt until that day that I was doing pretty good in that worrying thing, that I really had the gift of worrying about these things. Right there, I realized I wasn't doing good. This wasn't a gift. I was overthinking, which was leading me to worry, which led me to a place of despair, really, because I realized I couldn't please everyone or really anyone, actually, no matter how how hard I tried, which then led me to a place of resentment for even trying, and then isolation because I felt unnoticed, unappreciated, and ultimately unloved. Much like Elsa's gift of making ice castles, I was oftentimes hiding my gifts, my spiritual gifts, the real ones, to please people far too many times. I was trying to be what they wanted or thought I should be. Or sometimes when I start creating what God has planted in me with those gifts, Then I let fear enter and then I end up isolating. I don't feel like they're ever happy with who I am or what I'm doing. So then I stop doing those things to try and be someone that I'm not. But here's the thing. I don't think we should just let it go all the time. And not ever think about anything or care deeply either. Being the thinker I am is sometimes a blessing to others. I invite them to things because I see and I feel that they may need that because I've been there. I reach out to them because I feel and I can relate and care in their struggles and their insecurities. I can even sometimes just feel people's struggles when I'm around them. 
I'll meet with people and want to pray and comfort them. I'll let them know they're not alone, that we all struggle often in something, and I want to walk through them with these things, even though they may continue to be stuck in the same decisions. See, if I just let it go, my gift would be wasted. Even though I haven't seen it because we're always our own worst critics, I know God can make a beautiful ice castle out of a little bit I have. I see it in scripture and I know he's at work. Like I mentioned, I've been working on some house projects recently because we had decided to try sell our house and move to a little country house. A lot of miracles really happened really quickly, praise God. And so I had to take a little break from podcasting to focus there. But before we listed our house, I needed to paint our kitchen cabinets. Remember the kitchen from the popcorn ceiling mess message from last time? Well, this is the same kitchen. Started with the ceiling, you know, then it's time for the remodeling or, sorry, updating of the cabinets. Lots of lessons I've learned in these projects, guys, since I get lots of time to reflect. (laughs) So I planned and I set out to paint. I ran across a new paint I was excited about and had ordered and waited actually quite a while for everything to arrive. I couldn't wait to try it. And so oftentimes, like I do, I didn't prep the best for this project and I had all my kids around me and I couldn't wait to try it. I also made the mistake of putting the paint container, which was plastic, up higher. Well, as I was painting, because I thought, oh, here, I'll put this up and nobody will step in it. Little did I know, one of my little people ran by and knocked it over as he ran by my project. And the whole container fell on the ground and broke. Paint was everywhere you could imagine in our garage. I wasn't happy, okay? Thankfully, my husband was home that day, so I quickly and very sternly sent them all inside so I didn't overreact more than I already was. I was really angry at this that this has happened. I waited a really long time. I was mad at myself. I was a little bit mad at my little guy at the fact that this situation was now going to be harder and was feeling harder than I ever wanted it to be. After they went inside, I just stopped and I crumbled to the floor in my garage and I cried out, God, how can this happen? Why can't this just be a little bit easier and some other probably pretty irrational feelings like so-and-so can do these kinds of things with ease and I just can't get through this hard stuff to the good stuff and get it to look good. And then I cried and cried and I cried some more. And then once I did that and I wiped my tears, then I just sat and I asked God, okay, now what? And I had a thought to not just let it go to waste. So my very not rational at the moment, again, time I ran now into my living room probably still scaring off my family members of what was going on 
grabbed all the books off my kid's bookshelf that really needed some fresh paint, threw them on the floor, grabbed the empty shelf, and ran back to the garage, leaving them all to wonder and probably think we aren't going to ask quite yet. (laughs) I grabbed the sponge I needed and I started painting as fast as I could from the paint on the ground before it all dried up. I just wasn't going to let it go. I wasn't going to just let this thing that happened, let it go to waste here. Maybe you can relate to this. We've all been through something hard in life. I know many people who have went through or are still going through heartbreaking tragedy that shouldn't have happened. Maybe you've lost someone or someone so close to you. Maybe you have a stronghold that you may never go away in this life on earth. Maybe someone else messed up and you've had to live your life suffering because of their sin. First, let me just stop here. When I wrote this out, I was in tears and I am again. And let me just say, friend, I'm so sorry for that. If I could just sit by you an hour Or an evening if you'd let me and give me the time and listen to you and cry and pray and beg God to take it away from you. I would do that. I would stay up all night and pray that you could have peace and comfort. There's been times in my life where I have lost sleep because of anxiety. And I can say I would sleep, I would lose sleep for you to get some sleep. I would go through pain that I've had to go through all over again for you to know that I've been there too. For me to open up and say, you're not alone. But sometimes I know too, we can't change these things. Sometimes we've had this curse for a long time. And it's so hard. It's so hard for people like me to watch you go through it. I wouldn't have it any other way though. It's so hard to understand why God would let some of these things happen. It's so hard to just let it go and trust this season you have to go through. So I ask, what can we do? Surely there's something we can do, right? Well, Sometimes I think all we can do is fall to the ground. Like when I spilled the paint. Fall to the ground and just cry out to the Lord. Whatever emotion we're feeling. Anger, disappointment, scared, anxiety, sadness, loneliness betrayal, anything we're going through, anything. He, he can handle it. And guys, I don't want to be insensitive here because some of the things I've heard from my friends or people I've mentored or relationships I've been around, some of these things you guys are going through is so hard for me to even say that about, to call it just devastating 
or just to realize it or just like, I can't just say, let it go. Does that make sense? Some of these things, they make us so angry. Some of them make us so devastated. Some of them make us ask, why God, why can't you just make this easier this time? Why can't I get through this easier and quicker? Like so-and-so can. And this is hard for me to say now too. But sometimes in these times, dear friends, all we can do is realize that when life gives you lemons, it's time to make some lemonade. I realize you may not have had a choice what's happened in your life or what your strongholds are. You may have a struggle you can't get to go away or you can't ever go back and change what it's been done or what you've done. But we do have a choice. And I say, instead of following Elsa and just letting it go, I say don't let it go, okay? Don't let this thing that is so hard for you. Don't let it just stay to yourself. If I would have wiped up that paint that day, I wouldn't have been able to use it. It would have been gone. Useless. I may even still be hurt or bitter that it happened. But since I got to paint a fresh looking shelf out of the spilled paint off the ground, even though it was clumpy, I can now look at it and realize that because of that mistake, I got to make some lemonade that day. May not be a fancy ice castle like Elsa's story, but I do really appreciate the fresh coat. Okay? 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Talking about how praise be to God who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those with the same comfort we've received. I believe God's always in control. If you believe that too, let's choose to hang on to that and live it out. We can still struggle or doubt why he would let something happen. But the truth is, in James 1, he doesn't say this life is easy. In fact, he clearly says that in this life, we are guaranteed to have trouble. But take heart, my friends, because it goes on to say that God has overcome this world. And I know that may not, that may sound a little insensitive sometimes to say to take heart for your struggle. Truth is, we may not get past some of these things in this life. I may not ever not have to work daily to not overthink or worry about things. There's other things in my life that I daily have to bring to the Lord. You may have a struggle similar that you'll have to deal with your entire life. But what if we choose a new way of thinking? What if we truly think about Isaiah 43? It talks about, thus says the Lord, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. 
Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. If we truly hold on to that, what if, what if I realize that my struggles are not a curse? My past, what's been done to me, what I've done, what I've been through, Mm -hmm. my biggest struggles. What if they aren't a curse, but a gift? And that I have a choice if I want to let it go to waste or if I get to use it to comfort someone else. God knew I'd spill that paint. He could have stopped it from happening too. But he wanted to teach me something in it. He knew it all. This life, our struggles, my story, your story, our strongholds, the life God knew and chose for us long ago. Why would he choose that? Or why would he want it so hard, God? Well, friends, I don't have the answer. But he does. So maybe instead of being angry, sad, broken, messed up, all the time, every day of our life that it happened or stuck there. Maybe let's just ask him today what he wants to do with our story, what he wants to do with that. Maybe letting go isn't what he intended with your spilled paint. There was a point in my life where my biggest struggle brought me to a place that the Lord opened up a door, literally, He sat me in a room with someone that opened up to me and it was the same struggle. Of course, it looked different. It always does, guys. But it was similar enough for me to be able to realize God was saying to me, I was thinking in my head, oh, no, this is not happening. I am not talking about that. And God was saying to me in my head, look, it happened It sucks. (laughs) But you have a choice. Ollie, you can either choose to let Satan win here and be stuck in it. Or you can choose to let my light shine through. Let my power shine through. Give this person hope and make it your ministry. Would you join me? That day was the biggest transition in my life. I I came from a place of being stuck in it to using my pain for purpose. Would you join me in that? What in your life have you felt is such a curse? Ask him to use it as a gift to make something beautiful in this life out of it. Let's just all fall at his feet crushed and then open our hands to him and say, okay, Lord, now what? Because he has it all planned out. So why not surrender in any ways, right? And let me just add here, don't wait too long. That day I was angry, crushed. I cried. I was mad. But then... I needed to move fast once I knew what to do. Otherwise, the paint would dry. So once you open your hands and your heart and surrender and God shows you what you need to do with your spilled paint, don't delay. If I would have delayed that day that he opened up the door for me to share my story, I may have never been able to do that. So let's do it. 
Don't let it dry out and become just a thing you're upset over. Instead, run on a mission toward his plan. Keep your eyes on only him. No, nothing else to get there. Knowing, even if you don't see, he's working to make something beautiful out of your mess. To make a purpose out of your pain. And friend, let me know. Let me or that empathetic, sometimes annoying friend that always wants to help you know, because guess what? We want to go there with you. We want to be along to pray for you, to encourage you, and to press on. I know this message is getting so long, but I have to share with you this awesome scripture that God placed in my hands the day that I asked him to reveal some scripture story to go along with this. It's from Psalm 77. It starts out really miserable, actually. Verse 1, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all of time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Here we're seeing that this person is really doubting God and his decisions and how he's letting this person suffer. Verse 10, then I thought, to this I will appear, appeal, the years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea. Your way through the mighty waters, though your footprint were not seen, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. You see what happened there, friends? About verse 10. They were stuck in their suffering. They doubted God. They were without him and his blessings, they thought. But then in verse 10, it goes on to say, he's going to, He has a choice and he's going to choose to remember the deeds of the Lord. Remember the miracles. Consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. We have a choice. We can stay suck. We can stay suffering or we can choose to remember the good things that the Lord has for us. Remember the promises that he has for good and for purpose in our life. 
hang on to those scriptures and then choose to rejoice and thank him and and choose to shift our thoughts to remember the good things he has for us and the good things he's done for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this. Thank you so much for the reminder for myself that you are such a good God, even though we don't understand your ways because your ways are always higher. You know the whole plans we don't. And Lord, that's so hard to say in some of the things that people are suffering with and going through and what's been done to them and what they have had to struggle with and still might be. But Lord, I just ask that you would help us. Help us in our weakness. Help us remember that your ways are higher, that you want good things for us, that you've planned them long ago, that all we need is just cry out to you, be honest with you, admit it, and then open our hands and say, okay, now what, Lord? How do we make this happen? What do you want to do with this? Where's the purpose? Help us know that, Lord. Help us see it. Help us believe that it's there, that you're working all things for good, even if we don't see them. Amen. Thanks for listening, friends. Have a great night.